Welcome to the Business of Property podcast. I'm Simon. I'm Stuart. We're both property people running our own businesses. This podcast is just us chatting, as we often do, about anything and everything property. Just before we started recording, Stuart, we were having a, a little discussion about how exciting uh, paint choices can be, um, or, or, or perhaps <laughs> not. But uh, that came out of discussing the fact that you're, you've just started a, a refurb and, and are busy with, with other things as well. But shall we start with your refurb? What, what, are you, what are you doing or what are you having done? Yeah, so I think I might have mentioned it in passing on the podcast before, but I, I've got a, well, it's a, a four-stroke five-bed property, um, which has previously been a student property, but hasn't been performing too well. And the reason for that is that I did a very basic, what I would call a buff and fluff. So we didn't do any refurb. Just a few years ago, we just tidied it up and painted it. And it kind of went against why I sort of moved into into the, the property world because I wanted to raise the standards basically. But it was one of these where the uh, letting agent said, we can get, we've got people that are waiting to move in. So if you can just get it done quickly, we'll get them in. And that's what we did. But then over time, over the last sort of two years, the the tenant the tenant profile has changed. And so in, uh, the last set of tenants were the worst. And I, I think I have mentioned those on the podcast previously, so I'm not going to go into that. But let's just say that um, I did a little bit of shouting and a very little tiny bit of swearing um, with <laughs> the tenants because of the condition of the property, uh, even though they knew I was attending the property. and And one of the rooms was void. So it went from me wanting to have very good high standard property to, to a low standard property that was uh, with, with a room that was void and actually taking probably the lowest weekly room rate that I wanted to do. So that's just a quick bit of the background. So I, I was left with two choices, which was either we we continue as it was, but you know that wouldn't have made me happy, or I, d- I do what I wanted to do. So what we're now going to do is we are we're ta- taking it to a five bed so we're going to lose a lounge but we're going to knock through a kitchen diner and we're going to make it four en suites so it's going to be four bedrooms with four en suites and then another room has its the smallest room gets its own little private bathroom just across the hall which i've done in a previous property which has worked quite well so that's that's kind of the project plan uh, am i right in thinking you're also changing this from a student hmo to a young professional hmo as part of this uh, refurb and upgrade yeah, yeah, that's definitely the plan. So we'll be going to young professionals. It's it's one of those sort of moments where I, I've actually got three properties in the same street, which all sounds very grand, but it, it kind of happened over time. And obviously, once you you buy in a in an area and a, and a road that you like, you, you tend to stick there. And I like it because the, the houses all have character; they've all got a, a certain amount of curb appeal. But but what happened was, so I had th- I've got three properties in that street. One of them is a young professional property and the other two were student properties. Now, throughout the whole, you know, COVID-19 experience that, that we're sort of undergoing at the moment, of my portfolio, and these three properties are, a, you know, about a third of that portfolio, of, of my portfolio, the one property that just hasn't been a problem in the slightest is the young professional property. So we've had 100% occupancy, 100% rental we've had no question about whether rent will or won't be paid or the or the the percentage of rent that's going to be paid they have just been great they've been fantastic and you know I've stayed in touch in fact the only time I get queries from them or emails is just 
uh, the two emails I've had from them is one, could we please have a bigger bin? And number two, could we have um, a better Hoover? Both of which my enthusiastic response was, absolutely, of course you can. Because, yeah. you know. Showing interest in cleaning. I mean, wow. Yeah. You can't ask for better tenants than that, can you? It, it, it's brilliant, isn't it? And it's, it's a great indicator that they actually give a bleep you know, about the property. And that is because that property we refurbished to a very high standard. It has four en suites. It has a private bathroom. So once they've moved in, I, you know, my belief is that they're all just taking care of the property because they like that environment. So it's, it's not rocket science, I know. You know, so you've got these two properties in the same street. Are they basically the same uh, do they have the same internal layout and things like that as in are, are you doing exactly the same thing to them or are they more more different than that no so they i've got the three on the three on the street they're all slightly different and the one that we're about to do it's only a a two-story house well actually it's got like a mezzanine floor but um it's very different versus the the one that i just mentioned is um three or four floors so we have a basement level with two bedrooms it's got two bathrooms so yeah they're, they're quite different layouts actually and and this one um needs that we're about to do needs a bit of extra work to, to make it a nicer property which is why we're looking at knocking through the, the kitchen and diner because at the moment it's quite a long it, it's it's kind of longer i guess rather than having multiple floors okay so as you've started talking about knocking through rooms how about we we run sort of through the house from top to bottom or bottom to top or whatever and, and you you run through what you're actually doing to to each area of it yeah so uh, on the basically on the ground floor we it's if, if you go into it so you've got a, a long hall so you've got a hallway which is currently the lounge on the right hand side then you've got a bedroom and then you go into what is a kind of it's like a through room it's a nothing really but you would class it as a dining room and then there's just a little door into the kitchen and it all kind of feels a bit cramped and a bit claustrophobic. So the first thing we're doing is what we've said, we've had the structural engineering yesterday, actually, to look at how we can um, knock through and make sure we can do that, obviously. Um, without it all falling down on top of you. Without the rest of the building falling down. And that's been approved. So we're, we're knocking that through. And then the, what is currently the lounge, which is a huge lounge, uh, we're knocking that about a bit. I won't go into it because... It was a strange shape, but we're gonna we're gonna make it a, a normal shape. And then what what we'll do is we'll put two, basically we'll knock through the lounge into what is the the bedroom downstairs, and we'll put two en suites in, you know, one for each room. So so let, let me just recap and check. I've got this mental image right. So you you go into the property. You've got your your lounge on the right, and then bedroom behind it also on on the right. And you're going to knock those two rooms through. So you can put a couple of en-suites between them effectively and have yep. two bedrooms in that combined space. So two two bedrooms and two en-suites in that, that combined space that's currently the lounge and a bedroom. Yeah, absolutely. And um, yeah, if you want, we can put the floor plan on the on the show notes. I'm happy to share that in terms of the, the floor yeah, plan. Yeah, that would be fantastic. And my, um, my rudimentary sketching on top of that of what we're going to do. <laughs> um, and we're just doing things. It's, it's, it's really hard to describe in audio, but there's a lot of things where I guess over the last sort of 20 years, what happens is people block things up. So in the hallway, there's just random boxing where they've covered pipe work and this, that and the other. But it takes a lot of light out. So we're just going to knock a lot of stuff through, much to my builder's chagrin. You know, we're, we're moving sort of fire doors backwards because I just want to open up space and give it a feeling of more 
space and light. So we're going to rip up, and they've already ripped it up actually in two days. They've done an amazing amount of work, but they've ripped up all of the carpets um, and exposed the the floorboards. So the, the plan is that we um, that we paint the floorboards. Are you going to pull them up and run pipes under them or anything first? Or? We we'll probably will need to do some of that. It depends depends which way we need to um, to get the waste out. Mm-hmm. But there will be some of that happening, no doubt. And I guess the different bit that we're doing on the downstairs is on the on the left-hand hallway, we're going to use um, OSB boards, so like chip not, board. Not familiar with that. Okay. So, yeah, it looks like chipboard, but we're going to use that. on. There's a big, huge wall on the left-hand side, and we're going to um, put that up on the left-hand side. We, we're going for the real industrial feel, so everything's going to be quite industrial. We're using scaffold boards for shelves and... And in the bedrooms will be where there's current alcoves, we'll be putting scaffold boards in there. And actually where there's existing built-in cupboards, we're just going to rip those out. And, and it's going to be very, it's going to have a very industrial feel. Um, but on the OSB in the hallway, we're using this new LED strip lighting. So it's like tape. Mm-hmm. It's not cheap. So I've reduced the amount I was going to use after reviewing the quotes. Um, <laughs> but we're going to use that in a sort of hopefully subtle way, which will just lead people up the stairs so they can have some lighting up the stairs um and i, th- I think we may do that so it's, it's censored so you know when, when people come around it it pops on uh, and, and i guess the other thing downstairs to mention so because of the way it's been used over the last few years actually you've got this sort of diner area then you go through to the kitchen which is a small kitchen and then there's one more door at the back and you open that and then there's a little toilet and a shower we've actually already ripped ripped that, that out kitchen and Toilet area and an extension. Yes. Yeah. Right, so it's sort of not full width. Is it a typical sort of three-quarter yeah. width and extension out the back? Yeah, pretty much that. Um, and we've already ripped the um, the shower and the toilet out and knocked that wall down. So it's now a bigger kitchen area and we'll replace that kitchen. Did you say you're also knocking through from the dining room into the kitchen? Yes. So that's all going to be open plan for that, yep. that section. As much as it can be. So I think we've already been told that we need to leave, if we want to get specific, 600 mil on each side, which I'm happy with, actually. I'd rather it be completely open, but 600 mil is the depth of a, a kitchen unit anyway. Exactly, yeah. So it fits well if you've got cabinets butting up against those. Yeah, exactly. So um, I, don't, I don't think that's an issue. What, why have you got to leave that? Why, what, what's the actual official requirement for that? It's just just the structural engineer's guidance on that one. Ah, uh, okay. So it doesn't fall down. Okay, but good reason. Yeah. So we, we we're going to have to put a steel in anyway. Um, but it is like you say because that it that's where the extension is. So that will be quite a key part of the house. Obviously, the back of the house. Yeah. Yeah. And and then and then kind of upstairs, we've got we've got um, on the mezzanine level. So when you go up the stairs, you've got a, a tiny room which is. I don't, I'm, I'm rubbish at um, sizes, but it's a very small room, enough for a sort of biggish single bed. But strangely, it had a toilet in there. Is that on top of the extension? Yes. Uh, yeah. Going up and then sort of on top of that, okay. Yeah, it must be actually, yeah. Uh, actually, no, it's it's above the dining room. It's above the dining room, so it's uh, just okay. a little room. So um, so we're keeping that we're keeping – we're just going to – so we'll knock a few things down in there and just open it out a little bit, but leave the toilet because it is it is separate. There is a wall. Um, I think the kind of most interesting thing for me in this house that we're doing is that what is the existing bathroom? 
we are going to split into two so that it's, it's really hard to describe. And again, it would look a lot simpler on a floor plan. But we've got a really big bedroom, which is adjacent to the current bathroom. First of all, we're going to knock a doorway through that from that existing bedroom into the bathroom. But then we're going to put up a stud wall so that so that that big bedroom gets a nice size ensuite. But then what's left of the bathroom will be the private shower room for the smallest room in the house. And then and then the final bedroom up there will get its own ensuite again. So you're uh, you're keeping largely keeping the bathroom where the bathroom is, but you're going to make it a bit smaller. Is that did I follow that correctly? Well, it's going to be split into two. It's going to be split into okay. two. So. So, so it's not, it's not changing size. Yeah, it's, it's just it's just going to get uh, yeah, it's just going to get split into two. Probably this. this. Yeah, well, one one is an ensuite and one opening out into the, the hallway for the the main yeah. bath. Is it going to stay a bathroom, or are you going to have to move it into a shower room to, with the short smaller space? Yeah, so they'll all be showers. So they'll be yeah, we're taking the bath out. Cool. And then um, the the final bedroom is is big enough just to have a. Uh, an ensuite sort of cubicle put inside it, is it? Yeah. So what we've done before, we look at that. So we typically go for like 1,200 wide showers. But if you can imagine most Victorian properties, obviously you've got you've usually got the chimney breast mm-hmm. on the back wall there. What we tend to do is look at what that cove width is and we'll, we'll place the, the ensuite into that area. So typically that will be around you know, a metre, if we're lucky, 1,200, because the bigger the better, obviously. But if needs be, as as looking on another project, we'll go 800 if if we have to. But that's what that's how we tend to do it. Hmm. So, so this is sort of, it's kind of three levels as you work up the house. Yeah? So you've got the, the ground floor with the, which will be two bedrooms and then a kitchen, diner, lounge space. And then you go up to your, your mezzanine level, which is sort of, partial level which has got one bedroom on it um and then you go up again to the the final set of bedrooms is that yeah that right yeah then you go up, up another couple of stairs i mean if we prepared better for this you could have sent me a plan in advance but, <laughs> <laughs> but never mind <laughs> okay so so yeah and then on that top level you're going to have three more bedrooms now hang on i've got too many bedrooms here how, how, there's only two on that top level, yes? Yeah, so there's only so two. Got two. got two downstairs, one on the mid floor, and then two on the top floor. Yeah, and to be fair, the floor plan wouldn't really help you with that anyway. So even if we had, because it, it, it's not <laughs> it's not very clear that how that works until you're at the property. It's a lot, long time ago, but um, uh, I, I remember being in some, some properties that had some very strange sort of split-level affair things going on, as in... You, for some reason, the the extension there, there would be. You had sort of the core house, and you had um, multiple floors for that. But then they there'd been an extension built on the back, but for some reason at slightly different floor heights. So, the the rooms that were in the extension were already sort of offset at half level floors. So you you'd go up halfway and there would be an extra room that's in this extension at the back and then you'd have to go up a, a bit again to get to the rest the next floor of the the main property and then you go up halfway again for the next um mm. room that was in the extension and then you'd go up again for the, the final floor of the main house yeah there must be reasons for doing that but 
Yeah. Actually, as, as I'm thinking through it in my head, having thought this was really odd, I think maybe it's because the old building had very high ceilings. So perhaps the the extension rooms, extension uh, floors were more modern heights, so they just weren't as high. And perhaps that's why they ended up offset. Hmm. Mm. Interesting. Anyway, I don't have access yeah. to those, those houses I'm thinking of anymore, so I can't go and check. Yeah. <laughs> they, were, uh, they were actually old um, uh, student houses that were in, uh, in Brighton, run by, uh, run by my grandfather at the time. Um, sadly no longer with us but uh, and then hence obviously don't, don't have those properties anymore but uh, yeah it, very interesting properties um, very uh, very old with a lot of history in them and, and a lot of uh, adaptation <laughs> yeah I, I really like and that's that's another reason why I like going for the period properties a because I think they just look better and being honest I think that when it comes to exit you, you've got a a greater chance of, of selling them or, or you know it helps them but for me they're just more interesting I mean the one th- this one the, the thing we're doing is and I, I don't actually know what you call it but in the ceiling there's a huge you know patterned um, circumference around the ceiling you know it's really ornate that, that it might not be 100% original but it's certainly been the you know best part of you know 50 60 70 years and because of the work we're doing we, we can expose more of that so some of it's been hidden and I really like the fact that we're going to ex- not only expose it, but we're going to paint it and actually try and bring some more of it out. And I, I, I love being able to bring out original features, I think. That's an excellent segue into the, the next thing I was going to ask you about. Now we've got sort of an idea of the structural changes you're, you're making up the, the building. What, what are you then doing internally? What, what are you, how are you decorating and finishing and things? You've mentioned already you're going for quite an industrial look, but how is that? manifesting in each room are you doing sort of a different theme for each room at all or is it, it consistent throughout or and, well, and what's it actually going to look like yeah i mean originally we looked at probably too many features so a lot of the rooms will we'll have a feature wall a lot of people do feature walls now that's you know it's three three wall colors of one color and then you know one wall that that might be yeah you know, i know yellow was was popular for a long time but we wouldn't be going with that i mean on one of them we, we've done I've looked at scaffold boarding, which we've done previously, but on this one, we're going to use brick panels. I get what we're calling now. So again, they're not cheap. And originally we were, I was going to look at different. So on, on one one room, I was going to do brick panels. The other was, there's a, a kind of really nice um, pallet board that you can buy now, that 3D pallet board that, that fits together. But to be honest, uh, as far as I'm concerned, an ensuite is a feature so I didn't want to go crazy. So what we will do is we're going to, I'm now looking at this brick panelling that is that is ready to paint. So it's just whitewashed. So you can leave it as it is. And, and you know, I've seen some samples and it looks great. But what we could do is then paint each room a different colour on that brick. I mean, I'll have a think about it. Um, but ideally in each room, all we're going to do is we're going to have one, one, one wall is probably the headboard wall will be the brick. And then the rest will just be painted, as I said before, where there are existing sort of built-in cupboards. And some of these are, you know, from the 80s. They don't look great. We're just going to rip that out and put up the scaffolds. We'll put a scaffold shelf in and we will carpet the rooms. And that's kind of about it. And, and what I'll look to do is put um, a head, the what like side table lamps, but coming out of the wall on each side of where the bed will sit. 
there'll be the key things that we do and the downstairs hallways like i said they'll be all uncovered we'll have um, floorboards potentially painted and we've got the osb um for the main sort of hallway wall how about in the kitchen have you got got that planned out yeah, so we we do used a kitchen before, which is really nice. It's becoming quite popular now. I think it's a standard magnet kitchen, which is just matte grey, and you know I've used it in one property. It looks really really nice. But we also use copper handles, and the copper handles a little bit more expensive, but really just give it this kind of extra. But very trendy at the moment because they're antiviral. Oh, I didn't know that. That's a that's yeah, a USP. Yeah. Indeed, copper is uh, is very good at killing viruses and bacteria and fungus, apparently as well. Um, uh, it kill, kills them not not quite on contact, but but within minutes. Oh well, I'll put that in the uh, in the in the when I'm advertising the rooms that that'll be on there. We've got a, a, vi- <laughs> a antibacterial kitchen, anti antiviral. Um, so we've got that, and things like the banister. The builder's going to build me a new banister with. Um, like a bit of sleeper track wood, that kind of thing. So again, sticking with the quite industrial film, I'll be looking at, I need to see what they look like, but copper uh, switches, switch plates and sockets, that kind of thing. Not not everywhere, but just in some key places. So to really keep that industrial theme. Mm. We'll look at painting like the hallway ceiling a grey. So like and where we've got the, I want to call it a rosette type um I don't know what, what you mean. Yeah, <laughs> rosette in the ceiling. We might paint that a grey. Like they may paint the ceiling white, but then the rosette kind of a, a greyish colour. And I'm sure it's not called that. And anyone that is a, is a pedant, please do feel free to message us because I'd, I'd love to know. But um, and again, we'll look at you know the the where we've got skirting boards and architraves and, and the rest of it. You know, we'll look at whether we can we can go grey with those. It's that those aspects we'll look at once the property's done because I don't want it to become almost a sort of pastiche of itself i want it to just be quite you know i I want it to look good but you know not make you feel like you've gone to you know you know one of these sort of centers in the i don't know chessington world of adventures where it's someone's created a house you know it's i want it to look like someone you'd want to live yeah for the for the kitchen do you go in for sort of soft clothes hinges and and sort of niceties like that or or do you keep it a bit more a bit more standard and, and basic yeah, I think we'd we'd go with soft clothes. I think everything just to you know for for us again the the priority is, is presenting a premium product and exactly they do make it feel a lot better, don't they? A, a lot more, yeah. uh, as you say, premium. Yeah, and to be honest, the, the price differential is is minimal. You know, for for soft clothes, so we we'd put those in because we will be ultimately looking for the highest room rates that we can that we can get on the market or or higher than market and. Uh, and you know those little things i think make a difference have you um have you checked the the actual kitchen facilities you have to provide for your hmo license requirements and things in the area because i've i know from other hmo landlords that they've found that uh, they've added an extra room and that's meant they've had to have a cooker with an extra ring on and therefore they've had to have a bigger hob or a, a double hob or or something like that if you uh, have you come across anything any gotchas like that in your area or no i haven't i haven't and yeah and that property so we'll we'll probably have more storage for example in the kitchen than it's had previously anyway but it's been licensed based on its current format so 
Um, I, I can't foresee anything changing uh, in that respect. Does it just need a, a standard oven and a, a sort of standard four ring hob or is it bigger than that already? Yeah, I think it was just standard. Yeah, I think for the, for that, what we had in there was just, um, yeah, standard four. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it was four rings. Yeah, we had four rings. And Do you go in for um, washers or dryers or both or dishwashers or what, what, what do you provide in that sort of area? Yeah, so I, I mean, I'm sure you've heard a similar thing, but we, yes, we'll provide all of the above. So we'll provide a dishwasher, washer and a dryer. And we tend to do that separately just it's I guess now what we've got into the habit of doing because you know I've always sort of heard that washer dryers are more of a pain should they break down so yeah and to be honest you know a tumble dryer separately you know it's fairly simple cost as long as we've got the space for it which we have um so yeah tumble dryer goes in there as well do you have any concerns over power usage for for tumble dryers I I know some HMO landlords go for for having a a dishwasher and a washing machine sort of open access but then they'll put a, a coin operated tumble dryer in just because they're, they're a bit heavier on, on electricity. Yeah. See, uh, the short answer to that question is no, I haven't ever considered it to that degree. I mean, on this property, I most certainly will be looking at price uh, ceilings on utilities. So we'll do that for me personally. I wouldn't want to put, put anything coin operated in, in the property again, for, for me, that was sort of lessen the premium feel that I would go totally for. Agree. Yeah. So, so no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. But you know, the, the point around electricity is, is a fair one. And that has been something that, which, you know, as shared on this podcast has bitten me on the bum on multiple ca- occasions in very big ways. So it's something <laughs> which is very prevalent on my mind at the moment. And, you know, so, so previous properties have all been, um, you know, bills included, but we haven't set limits on that, which which I most definitely will be on 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 all properties moving forward. So I think probably the the last thing to to mention is the the furnishings. Do you stick a a, a bed and a desk in each room, and do you go for pretty standard ones? Do you have preferences on brands or, or I don't know, anything as detailed as that, or, or you have you not got that far yet? Are you, are you just starting? Yeah, we haven't got that far yet. The only thing I have done is sort of created a mood board, which sounds really grand, but it's, it's essentially just me taking a lot of images from the web and doing research of, of what I really want the look and feel to be, because that's kind of what I've used with the builder, just that he's really clear on what we're going for. I think a lot of our stuff will be coming from standard places such as Dunelm. You know, if we can get the look and feel from Ikea, we'll get it from Ikea. Uh, as always you know budget is ever important so we haven't gone into it into that greater detail but there's a few things we want to look at and and i guess the one final interesting thing that um i have looked at which i did want to put in this property but it seems to be receding now is i wanted to look at a live wall so potentially you know with with uh sort of foliage and you know, live, you know, bacteria, and it looks a bit like moss. So that was something I was looking at. Um, I then saw the price. So <laughs> <laughs> um, so that it may take the back burner for another property, but that is something I would like to st- start to get in because, you know, the, the, the brand of house I'm creating is is inspired urban. Is That's the brand I'm looking for. And, and most people get inspired, you know, when they're outside in nature. So I wanted to think about how I could start bringing some of that inside, but watch this space. So would that be a, 
uh, a living wall within sort of a shared space, presumably not not within each room or each bedroom. Yeah, or anything. yeah, it would either be in, in in a lounge, but the reason was because it was going to have a big lounge originally, but then we've decided to turn that into a bedroom. And then I think with everything that's going on, it felt a bit too much. And again, what I didn't want it to be to become was a just a you know just a you know like a pastiche of itself and just become too much. So we'll see once once the building started. If I think it's not making it too i don't know cartoonish then i'll reconsider so although you haven't um decided the details of the the furniture what well, what furniture do you provide as a standard as in a bed obviously um but, but what, what else do you tend to include yeah we have to provide those bloody beds i mean it's a, i did get a complaint once about some one of my tenants after a week um, sent me an email said that I have a problem with the bed and I said what's the problem they just said well you know I seem to uh, not be able to sleep very well on it and um, yeah I don't, I don't think it's good for my back and I said well you know they're, they're all new mattresses <laughs> like if you want a new mattress feel free go um, but yeah to answer the question because we, we, we're probably getting to the end of the show is yeah we'll always provide a bed and they'll all be doubles some smaller you know for the small room it would be a smaller double um, where possible side tables like I said, we've got inbuilt sort of reading lamps in the walls that we're going to put in there. So we're going to have electric points for all of those. And in this one, yeah, so typically, so a student property, it would be really simple. You're buying a set, which is a kind of a, a wardrobe, chest of drawers, side table, desk and chair, for example. So we are looking at still providing desks and chairs, but we won't be putting wardrobes in. So again, they'll be inbuilt into the walls and hopefully become a bit of a feature themselves. Um, potentially look at side tables. And again, we will have desk and chair. So in one of them, we're, we're actually the smallest room. We're actually building one into the wall. So, yeah. So again, we'll, we'll look at space for that. Fantastic. Well, that all sounds very, uh, very exciting. And like your builder has got a lot of work to do. <laughs> he has. And uh, hopefully we'll revisit this in, in how long, when it should all be finished. And uh, we can see how it's gone. Well, I've I've already tried to shorten the timelines, but we're looking at three months. We're looking at three months, so August, September, October. Okay, so we'll try and come back ar- around that time, and and perhaps you can have some before and after photos, and we can discuss uh, what went well and what what's not gone so well, and uh, and share some of those images. Pe- people always like looking at, at before and after uh, refurb photos, so we can include yeah. some some of those. Got as lots well. of those. Got lots of those already. <laughs> good good We're, we've definitely reached the end of our, our time today so i think it just remains for me to say to everyone listening thank you very much for for staying for for stuart's uh, hmo refurb journey and <laughs> please remember to subscribe and give us a review if you can and stuart and i look forward to talking to you again next week see you next time oh i forgot to mention that the show notes are on the business of <laughs>